What? Wake up! You've been there, snoozing behind your eyelids when all of a sudden the alarm sounds, reality hits. We all open our eyes, get out of bed, yet many of us never really come back to life. Hi, I'm Camden and this is my podcast, Wake Up With Me and Live. You'll experience increased hope, vibrance, gratitude, and perspective as we shake off the old and put on the new. It's 10 till the rest of your life, people. Time to wake up. And I'm Camden. Whether it's midday, morning, afternoon, or evening, it is the perfect time to wake up. I'm so glad that you're joining me on today's podcast, Wake Up With Camden. Big life changes. When I say the word change, what happens to your body? What thoughts go through your mind? Where does that feeling land? Is it in your gut filled with butterflies, nervous anxiety, or does it move up more into your chest and your heart is beating faster with excitement? Are you a fan of change? Or do you avoid it at all costs? Or maybe something in between. I have had a large life change come up recently. I am having a baby. I am 37 years old and early in my pregnancy. And it's this or not. This is our our last attempt. Um, Having gone through a lot of infertility um, and having come from a big family and really enjoying having a big family, I... Um, I'm very happy to welcome a fourth child into the Hainsworth hood and <laughs> the Hainsworth home. Um, but it is a very large life change. And um, it's one that's a little bit scary for me, knowing my past with miscarriage and uh, knowing how hard that is. Uh, but we really were, are excited that we were able to get pregnant and that this is our new life change. I've been very surprised, however, how this difference has really um, impacted my mental capacity. (laughs) Uh, A lot of people talk about pregnancy brain, and that's something I have been experiencing. Words don't flow out of my mouth as easily as they used to. But I am learning to not make that mean that I am any less powerful or any less capable of a human. It just might mean that I have to take a longer pause. And I want to share with you something that happened this past Sunday while I was at church that really spoke to this effect. I have a dear friend who is dying of cancer and her cancer is terminal. And uh, she got up and gave a sermon in our church on Sunday And everything was going fine. She was doing great. And then she totally forgot where she was at in the conversation, uh, thanks to chemo. (laughs) And um, instead of getting flustered or feeling uberly embarrassed, she was so patient with herself. And she said, guys, just stick here with me. I know it's going to come back. And after probably close to a minute the thought came back and she continued right on. And she was such a beautiful example to me of someone who understands her situation and understands that that doesn't make her any less of a human. doesn't make her any less capable or passionate or smart, but that this life change has just altered the way that things appear. 
And I, in a similar effect, see this big change and feel this pregnancy brain and and experiencing a variety of feelings. I'm no longer taking medication uh, that I used to for my ADHD. I'm learning how to deal with constant nausea and being pregnant at 37 feels different than it did at 30. And just being older and having three kids while being pregnant, there's just a lot of change. Having a business, uh, running all of my social media channels the way that I do, I would be silly to pretend that there wouldn't be some change. But something I did tell my husband is I'm in the best mental space I have ever been in in my whole life. And I know that even though it might be a hard transition and there might be some big changes with that, it doesn't mean that I have to abandon everything that I've learned to do. I don't have to abandon my audience. I don't have to abandon the life that I've created. It just might shift and pivot a little bit. And uh, this has been a big change for me because in the past, when I got pregnant, it's just like everything (laughs) went to pot. Um, Everything went out the window. If I was working on things, it was just, well, I mean, I'm still, I've, I've always been a doer, but I think mentally I checked out. It was just like, I was given this excuse. So now trying to find the difference um, and the changes of this big life part (laughs) that's now happened, um, I'm having to reframe without, uh, what's the word? Reframe without abandonment. I don't want to abandon the life that I've created, but I do need to reframe it. Um, I don't need to beat myself up if I'm I'm stumbling over my words or it's harder to find words or, you know, whatever it might be. I am living an ADHD life unmedicated. I have a lot going on. And what I am choosing to believe about myself is that I might accomplish things maybe not as intensely as I did before but just as successfully. And I don't need to worry about how others are going to perceive me or, you know, what they think that I should be doing at certain times in my business or personal development. I need to trust that I know my body best and I can work with my therapist and I can work with my coaches in order to make sure that I'm always in check and living a healthy life. So in preparation for this podcast, I looked up a couple articles and I found one that I think would be really helpful to share with you today. And I found this on Psychology Today, and it's written by uh, Stephanie A. I'm going to say Sarkis, S-A-R-K-I-S, um, PhD. And she suggests 10 ways to cope with big changes. And I wrote down a short list of things that I've learned over the past few weeks of adapting my life to this new change. And um, some of them were to not beat myself up, to not worry about the opinions of others, to remember that I exist independently of everything else is going on, 
to embrace the change, to remember that good comes from the change. And then the other thing I've already mentioned, to just reframe my expectations. Not that my expectations need to change um, dramatically. I still want to run a successful business. I still want to connect with my kids. I still want to be involved in the doings, comings, and goings of my home. But that might look a little bit differently based upon the circumstances, based upon how I'm feeling. Okay. Instead of getting back to someone, email, you know, within a day or two, now it might take me three days. <laughs> and that doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's just a, you know, a reframe of that. You know, I, there's a lot of different ways that we can work through uh, challenges and changes that we think are going to change everything in our life. Um, I also have a friend that listens to this podcast who has chronic back pain, and she's been through a very big change in her life. Uh, this ha- started happening three years ago, and it's been absolutely inspiring for me to see how she's been able to reframe her expectations of what interacting with her family and her kids looks like with, uh, what looking like being an active role in her motherhood looks like with, um, she's an artist with being able to find outlets, outlets that are artistic. Uh, she's an incredible seamstress before, and now she's finding ways to paint, uh, that are less painful for her. And she's brilliant with it. It's amazing. Um, so there are a variety of things that we can do with these big life changes to not make them mean that we have to completely throw who we used to be out the window in order to embrace every aspect of this change. The first thing that, um, Sarkis, sorry guys, I don't know how to say her last name says is to acknowledge that things are changing. Don't be in denial. If I just sit here, I'm like, okay, everything's going to be exactly the same and I'm be able to, you know, work day in, day out exactly the same. I would be sorely disappointed because man, I'll tell you, nausea is a real thing. Number two is to realize that even good change can cause stress. And this is a perfect example of it for our family. This is something we're happy about. We're excited about. Um, my kids are old enough that they can actually enjoy the pregnancy and get get excited about having another sibling. Um, yet, <laughs> this good thing also means that there's going to be sleepless nights and dirty diapers again and a whole slew of things that I am just biting off <laughs> a little bit at a time, uh, gearing up over these nine months to be able to embrace. Number three is to keep your regular schedule as much as possible. And I think this is genius. Uh, This is something I have not done in other pregnancies, but because I have worked so hard this past year to make my morning and evening routines fit my lifestyle, I really have done my best to change that. I used to wake up at 545, but I've allowed myself 15 minutes and I sleep in until six o'clock now. And my walks are just cut a little bit shorter um, so that I can get a little more sleep. And, um, but other than that, everything has really remained the same. And that has been a saving grace for me because I know that my mental health is dramatically impacted by exercise, by getting outside, 
uh, by that interaction. And without that aspect of my days, I really don't get outside. I, we live in COVID world and it's just not something that I do. I'm hardly even in my car. Um, number four is try to eat as healthy as possible. And I'm so thankful for this one because this is really hard. The only time I don't feel nauseous is when I'm eating. And so I have a tendency to, um, do that, to eat all day long and to not eat the best food. And, um, so this was a great suggestion. Number five, exercise, get our minds off of things. We talked a little bit about that. Number six, seek support. And I'm happy to report that after trying to contact a variety of different therapists that practice EMDR, um, I finally just got a call back this morning. I have my first appointment set for next week for me. Um, number seven, write down the positives that have come from this change. Being reflective, journaling is so huge for me. There were four days that I've been doing this five-minute journal, and there's four days that I totally skipped because I was feeling awful. And in my brain, it's like this all or nothing thinking, right? Like, oh, great. I skipped four days. I can't possibly get back into this journal. And that's a lie that I'm telling myself. When I'm reflective and I count my blessings and I find things to be thankful for, and then I look back on my day at the end of the day and I can see the great things that I accomplished or the, the um, connections that I made with people, I am all the better for it. And I can see value in my day, whether or not it was intensely productive or not that the hours that I spent were good for something. Uh, number eight is getting proactive, taking charge and working preventatively. And this is a huge one. We just sold our car, like I said, and we're getting a new car that's going to be great for a bigger family. And um, it, we're just trying to anticipate some of the conflicts that might be coming up. My husband and I are talking already about my consultations. We're talking about making sure that the, our baby uh, knows how to take a bottle, which none of our, well, none of our biological kids have been able to in the past, but that's now going to be, have a high value so that he can help while I'm on consultations and coaching calls, because this is something very valuable to me. Vent, but to a point, <laughs> having a support group to whom you can vent can be helpful to a point. Uh, you know, it's good to let it out. Um, but then make sure like it kind of goes back to the other one that you're proactive uh, about that and try to gear that conversation toward action. What can we do to make things better to be a solution seeker? Um, and then number 10 is back away from social media. When we're having these big life changes, it becomes very easy to buffer and social media for many people becomes a very easy buffer, including myself, um, getting lost in, in that suck tunnel, like we've talked about before, uh, can be <clears throat> a big portion for us to not be able to be proactive, to kind of drown our worries and our frustrations or our fears surrounding this big change um, in <laughs> other people's lives as they are portrayed on social media. And then we're comparing our worst feelings or our hardest feelings to what they have painted as their best days. And that only leads to comparison and more negative thought. So definitely would not suggest that. Um, finally, the last one she says is to give yourself a break. And this is where I'd like to say to give ourselves grace. I listened to a great podcast today where she talks about pardoning herself. And I loved that, like pardon our past mistakes, forgive ourselves and 
no one has been through the big change that you're going through right now in your life. You're the only one who is experiencing this big of a change the way that you're experiencing it. And so giving yourself a break, being kind with yourself as you're trying to navigate that as part of the process. This past week, there were two and a half days where I just like sat on the couch and I I did get quite a few things done, thankfully, because I was reflective. I saw that, but in compared to other days, I really didn't. And they were pretty down days. I wasn't feeling good and I, I could really judge myself. And I definitely did start to judge myself and feel sorry for myself. Um, but some of the coaching that I did the next days to help me break free of that negativity was to, um, understand that I haven't ever done this. I haven't been pregnant at 37 with three little kids in a business. I haven't done this before. And so I can't expect anyone else to understand And I also need to give myself some time to acclimate to my new situation as well. Um, It's it's a beautiful thing that comes from change. Growth is amazing. Uh, And sometimes it's because of change that really good things happen. Lastly, I looked up, um, what are some life-changing inventions that happened by accident? <laughs> and sometimes uh, our, sometimes we choose the changes in our life and other times we don't. And uh, being prepared either way, I think is important. So I just wanted to remind you, these are a few inventions that came about by accident and have had pretty big impact on us. The microwave, post-it notes... <laughs> Uh, artificial sweeteners, penicillin, chocolate chip cookies, believe it or not, the x-ray machine, super glue, implantable pacemaker, potato chips, Teflon. (laughs) All of these things came about by accident. And they were big changes that happened that people were not anticipating. They didn't see them coming yet they made them into something great. And even with the post-it note, the guy that was trying to, that that actually invented the stickiness of the post-it note, he was trying to make something that was like uber sticky, that was like a high bonding material. Then he came out with this like baby sticky material. You can imagine like his disappointment, uh, but it ended up being used when somebody from 3M um, came up to him and said, Hey, I would love to put this as like a, a bookmark that wouldn't hurt paper. And so something that was probably a disappointment or a struggle for him actually is something that, that ended up changing our world as we know it with post-it notes. Who can imagine a world without post-it notes? Uh, so I just, I kind of want to put that out there that regardless of the changes that are happening, regardless of if we planned them or we didn't, to maybe think about these great um, 10 ways that were suggested in psychology today for us to uh, embrace or, uh, yeah, to understand what's actually happening and be a little bit more reflective about it, um, whether or not we we chose those big changes. So um, I just want to remind you that I am cheering you guys on. I'm not going anywhere. I could never leave this community. I am so thankful for the life that I have been able to develop over time as I have um, really gotten to know all of you and gotten to know myself and 
I just feel it a privilege to be able to show up for you uh, at least once a week on this podcast and on my other channels as well. So lots of love that I'm sending you. I believe in you. I am cheering you on. Let's go make it a great day. You've been listening to Wake Up With Camden. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share with a friend who's also so ready to wake up. You can follow me on TikTok and on Instagram at Camden underscore ADHD. Thank you for being here. You have got what it takes and I am cheering you on.